Hi everyone, this is Paula Wagner, and welcome to my Studio to Ice off-ice training platform. If you know me, you know that I have been talking about doing this forever. So with the help of Lisa Blue, Shauna Lynn, and Mark Fitzgerald, I was able to begin to realize this dream. I wanted to take just a little time to acquaint you with this platform, how it works, its goals, and how you can become more involved. Studio to Ice is basically an offshoot of the Artistry in Motion program. For those of you not familiar with the Artistry in Motion or AIM program, I created this program in 1992 as a foundational on-ice training program for choreography and style based on art, music, and dance. Today, you can find it as a badge program for Learn to Skate USA or the new Aspire program from U.S. Figure Skating. Studio to Ice is comprised of some of the thousands of exercises that I have created for figure skaters over the years. It is based on my particular system of training of modality of movement, sports-specific exercises, and performance and presentation enhancement. This is not a one-size-fits-all program of a class that you follow along on your laptop. Rather, these exercises are choreographed with the needs of your skaters in mind. This is the foundation for a lifetime of exercises for a lifetime of skating. The skaters that you see in the film are real skaters and not trained professional ballet dancers who have volunteered their time along with their coaches to help me get the word out. I want this site to be realistic to our everyday life in the rink. The filming was done both in Orlando, Florida, where I live, and Chicago, Illinois. I am always looking for places to visit and film, so if you are interested in participating, please feel free to reach out to me. When you initially log on to my site, you will see short trailers of some of the exercises that are available to our subscribers. Please remember that these are trailers only and that once you subscribe, you will have access to many, many more exercises. We will be adding more exercises as time goes on. If you are interested in working with me directly, I also offer Zoom classes for subscribed members. I will design the class after assessing your skaters and share exercises that I think will be the most immediate and greatest benefit for you. This is only the beginning and I plan to continue to add exciting content and features for my subscribers, including podcasts and webinars. Our subscriber fee is $4.99 per year. Yes, that's correct, $4.99. My goal is to educate and motivate and to have every skater be the best skater that they can be. We are all in this together. Please reach out to me with suggestions and comments. This is the beginning of a new era in off-ice training, and I hope that you will join me on this journey. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Paula Wagner. In addition to being a choreographer and style coach, I am also a figure skating program director and have been for probably close to 30 years at various rinks around the country. Currently, I'm directing the figure skating program at the Ice Factory in Kissimmee, Florida. Cleaning out my attic because of the COVID virus, I found a series of presentations that 
I honestly have probably been looking for for 10 years. I'm bringing these presentations back to you by popular demand. These are presentations that I did throughout the country when I was chair of the Basic Skills Subcommittee for U.S. Figure Skating, when I served on various committees, and honestly, published in magazines. Um, I hope you enjoy these. I really do. But here's the irony. These presentations were written 2001, 2002, 2003. This is 2020. What's going on? We still have the same problems. We still have the same issues. We still have the same challenges. So listen to these if you like. I'd love your feedback. And if nothing else, for me, this is a wake-up call. Because together as coaches, we can band together and change our sport. This first one was called Artistry and Beyond. Taking your skater's artistry to the next level is the consummate goal of any skating coach with limitations in time, finances, and proper off-ice space This task can be difficult at best. Perhaps we need to change our focus as coaches and skaters to accommodate the realities of training and to structure our artistic training within the parameters of daily activities. Let's begin by considering the development of artistry and style as an intrinsic component in the development of the total skater not as an attribute to be taught after the skater has learned to skate. It's too late when they become an intermediate lady. We need to teach posture and proper alignment in the very beginning. Musicality throughout the taught classes by using music in every class situation. Skaters should be incorporating off-ice classes as soon as they begin skating. Ballet training, Gymnastics and flexibility should become second nature to the skaters, just as crossovers or stroking. When structuring a program for your rink, look at the positives, not the negatives. There are few rinks that can offer an ideal off-ice classroom situation with a dance room, with bars and mirrors, Yet some of the finest skaters in the world have been developed from less than ideal surroundings. Use a locker room, work outdoors, use your lobby or the perimeter of the rink. Remember that the information given is more important than the setting it is given in. Look for teachers that understand and are willing to learn about our sport. Utilize classwork related to figure skating. Skaters should understand the concept of turnout, but should also be able to work in parallel positions. How do we skate? Stress upper body work, quality of our movements, facial expression, eye focus. Upper flexibility is an area really neglected in off-ice training. Leg flexibility is not limited to below the waist, The skater's entire body should be trained as a unit, incorporating flexibility as a whole. 
Good coaching is a combination of creative implementation of ideas, exploring new horizons and combining what works with what might work better. Teamwork makes dream work. Successful coaches continually investigate new approaches to making skating fun. Begin by implementing the basic body levels into total body choreography. I teach five in the Artistry in Motion program. Ice, knees, hips, shoulders, infinity. Remember that these levels are merely guidelines and that the energy generated from them continue into lines, extension, and overall presence. Train skaters to perform basic skating while utilizing these basic body levels. Encourage them to be more open with their movements than usual, not being afraid to try new things and some crazy things. The more skaters do this, the more comfortable they will become with themselves and their ability to create. Remember that our skaters need to be trained in all aspects of our sport. But remember, coaches, we need to be comfortable in our own skin. If you are not comfortable doing this, your skaters will not be receptive to learning. Utilize the concentration of these body levels into technique on such forward elements as stroking and backward elements, back crossovers. Let's look at spirals, three turns, mohawks. Landing positions, basic stroking. Begin with the basic T position of the entire body and transform it by adding fundamental dance moves as lean and twist. Change the traditional arm position by lifting your palms to face the ceiling instead of the ice, flexing the hands. Instead of keeping them extended or by rolling the hands one at a time or at the same time. You have just taken our basic T position and created a new look with it by adding a lift, flex, and roll. Using the tools given to instructors by the Learn to Skate USA program, coaches may creatively combine artistry with the Learn to Skate USA program through the Artistry in Motion program or not. Choreography and style classes, both on and off the ice, can develop correct posture and line while encouraging musicality and showmanship. It is never too early to begin concentrating on line and style. Thank you. Hello everyone, this is Paula Wagner, and welcome to my second From the Archives presentation. This presentation is going to focus basically on program management and structuring a great program, believing in your skaters, and becoming a great coach. This was originally presented at the first ever NARS in Chicago, Illinois, when I was chair of the Basic Skills Subcommittee for U.S. Figure Skating. So I hope you enjoy this. And again, the irony, it still applies. Einstein was four years old before he could speak. Beethoven's music teacher once said of him, as a composer, he is hopeless. 
Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team, and a newspaper editor once fired Walt Disney because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Babe Ruth struck out 1,300 times, a major league record. In spite of these failures, somewhere, someplace in time, a mentor believed in these human beings. Somewhere in the history of these wonderful human beings, a leader made a difference. Nobody goes on to greatness unless somebody else believes in them. Good leaders believe more in us than we do in ourselves. Greatness really depends on someone else believing in you. As coaches, mentors, we are responsible for the development of young skaters. Through our Learn to Skate USA program, we have the ability to reach thousands, guide them. Our program is the foundation. We are the skaters, their first exposure to figure skating. Let's make it a positive one. So positive that these Learn to Skate USA participants will one day advance into our Aspire program and then into our club. Perhaps one day they'll become a synchro team member, join theater on ice, become a judge, become a commentator, just love to skate. A good leader is one who overcomes obstacles. A good leader teaches others how to reach their goals. Leadership has less to do with title or position as it does with function. A leader is only as good as the people they surround themselves with. Your program is only as good as your staff. Experience does make a difference. Skating background does make a difference. Past history does tend to repeat itself. Choosing your staff is the most important part of your program. A good staff is well-planned, well-orchestrated performance, and a combination of two primary qualities, candidates with an excellent skating background and excellent customer service and communication skills. It must be conducive to excellence in every way, encouraging personal growth among your instructors, top-notch class instruction and class structure, room for experimentation and program growth and change, and exciting cutting-edge Aspire programs that are cost-effective, and most of all, fun, 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 and more fun. Honesty is a quality that is not learned but innate. Coaches may improve themselves through further education and additional seminars, but lying and deceit is something that breeds poison and negativity throughout a program. Get rid of it. Educating your staff to be customer service oriented, number one, 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 and one. The captain sails the ship. As a figure skating director, you are the captain of your team. You are a role model, mentor, manager, negotiator, and diplomat. Walk into the rink every day with a smile on your face, whether you feel like it or not. Your staff will react as you react. Make sure that your language and actions are ones that you would like to see your staff use as well. Remember that they learn from you. 
and they will subconsciously mimic you, especially when you're not around. Think before you react. This is easier said than done, but important it is. I've learned to really try to take a deep breath before I react, especially in a confrontational situation. I've had parents scream at me, point their fingers in my face, and threaten me. I've had hate mail, and I've had a parent actually calling the mayor about me. I reacted as they reacted with anger and quickly found out that this behavior would get me nowhere. I found the power of negotiation lies within the layers of self-assuredness, calmness, and a strong demeanor. I've learned this in my 30 years plus in this business. Befriend your competitors. It's a small world. Try to be amicable and help other people. If their rink is closed and they need ice to skate on and your manager says it's okay, let them skate. Be smart, but be helpful. Put yourself in other shoes. When dealing with conflict, take the proverbial deep breath and picture yourself as that person. Attempt to internalize their conflicts. Try to resolve their problems through minimal management and immediate action. The biggest mistake we often make while attempting to smooth out a situation is that we often provide more information than we need to. Times of anger and heated emotions, it's often better to save your thoughts for a more focused and less agitated time. Less is more. And personal inventory. It's important to take regular personal inventory. I try to take it every month on myself and staff reviews every six months. My reviews are not formal. They're usually pulling the coach aside, catching up with them, seeing if I am meeting their goals as their director of figure skating and seeing what I can do to help them build their business. I am only as successful as my staff is successful. A program director is a leader, and as a leader, you're in a position of power. Use this power constructively for the betterment of your program and the overall success of your rank. A self-serving program director is poison to their program. Grow from your experiences, both negative and positive. Keep your eyes and ears open, and most of all, move forward positively, enthusiastically, try new things, and don't give up. Set your goals and reach them, step by step. Thank you. Hi everyone, this is Paula Wagner and today I want to chat with you about using our Studio to Ice platform to design classes for your skaters. I had kind of an interesting talk with a colleague today about the future of figure skating and the future of Zoom and of course COVID-19. In other words, once we get our rinks reopened and our ice time back, what will happen to all of our off-ice classes? Will skaters stop using Zoom as a training platform or any other training platform? 
Will skaters then stop using off-ice as a quote-unquote replacement for on-ice? And also, very importantly, how long will our skaters be willing to commit to our off-ice training programs without ice time? Well, first of all, let's talk about our training platforms. And we are once again back to one of my pet peeves that have led to my skating philosophy over the years and ultimately to this very Studio to Ice website. Two hours off ice for every hour on ice, ideally, in a perfect world. And off ice can be made of many, many, many different things, from walking through a park and looking at the sculpture to looking at the shapes of the buildings and the skies. My career mission has primarily been education and training with the dream of building a choreography training school. Then we get to the subject at hand, the importance of off-ice. So when we question how long our skaters will continue to commit to off-ice training in all modalities, perhaps we need to reevaluate our own aspirations. What are our goals? What are our dreams? COVID-19 has set many wheels in motion and my opinion will forever change the landscape of how we think about so many things and definitely how we live. I know in my heart of hearts that it will change our sport, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Readjusting your game plan of life is always a little scary because you are dealing with such an unknown quantity, but yet just like so many situations that we find ourselves in in life, we have no choice but to make the best of it. But instead of looking at this as a lifelong negative, let's take a minute to consider looking at things as a new normal and a lifelong positive. Let's look at this possible industry change as an industry progression. I have preached for years about the importance of off-ice training. Of course I would because it's where I began in this industry, off the ice, and where a tremendous amount of my focus is. When I began to work with skaters and fell in love with figure skating, I chose the coaches and choreographers that I wanted to emulate. I researched them, tried to meet them, and picked their brains whenever I could. I tried many things and chose what worked best for me. We can pull from others, and I think that's essential. But it's also important to remember that we should never lose our own integrity. In my own case, it boils down to integrity of movement for figure skaters. It has always been important to me to reach beyond our country across the ocean. Let's look at how other countries use off-ice training for their figure skaters. And that's not taking any credibility away from our great coaching here in the U.S., but rather as an additional learning tool to make us even better. And when I say coaching, I'm talking about off-ice coaching. So what I'm getting around to in this very circular manner is that let's try to rethink this Zoom versus ice debate and reshape our thinking to Zoom equals ice philosophy. Yes, that's right. Zoom equals ice or off ice equals on ice. In a perfect world of two hours off ice to every hour on, remember that off ice can include walking through a park and looking at the sculpture, taking a trip to a museum, looking at the shapes of the buildings and colors while jogging, 
Off-ice is more than just a structured class. It is important as breathing the air. It is listening to new music or painting. It's allowing the genres of art, music, and dance to envelop you. And your skating is second nature. You breathe, you dance. You breathe, you look. You breathe, you explore. Okay, so let's agree, regardless of where we are and where, what time it's going to be before we get back into a rink, we will continue to expand our off-ice horizons. And instead of just coaching, really concentrate on educating. We have a million Zoom options out there for our skaters. Mix them, match them, choose the ones best for your skaters. And again, one size does not fit all. Next time... Let's start with our studio to ice plie philosophy. Hi everyone, this is Paula Wagner and welcome to my podcast Studio to Ice Plie Philosophy. We are beginning with the plie because they are the gateway to ballet as well as the gateway to skating. Why the gateway? Because plie, the term means to bend, and an off-ice class will determine many things. The bend before the stretch, the depth before the jump, the balone before the spring. It is truly the gateway to any movement. Now, when we take the plie to ice, known as a knee bend, it will be obvious to all of us We can't push without bending our knees. Or if we can, it's very difficult and certainly is not going to lead to beautiful skating. In a traditional ballet class, we are taught to constantly be ready to rise up to our toes. As ballet dancers, we're always ready to go to point. The exact opposite of figure skating, we don't want to be skating on our toe picks. I teach my skaters when they're either in first position with what I call an easy turnout, I'll explain that later, or parallel, to plant your body weight firmly onto the floor and pretend that you're on the ice. Imagine the feeling of the blade under you roll to the outside of your feet to feel the outside edge, the inside to feel the inside edge. By doing this off the ice, skaters will train the feeling of really knowing their feet, where the placement of them should be in relationship to their ankle, knees, and ultimately their hips. On Studio to Ice, you will see my exercises. Most of them involve knee bend. When you or your skaters are practicing these exercises, concentrate on pressing downwards into the floor or ice. When doing a plie, make sure that the knee is directly over the toe. You should be able to take a yardstick or a string, and it should be a straight line from hip to knee to toe when working parallel. So as you take these exercises from studio to ice and listen to our podcasts, remember, press down always with your body weight. Make sure that your entire body weight is equally distributed over the foot. Bend the knee with the knee squarely over the toe. Stretch upwards or straighten again through the legs, 
but not lifting the hips upwards to complete the plie or knee bend. This movement down up, down up should be continuous. Let's talk about for a minute the importance of the alignment of the knee over the toe. Now think how that applies from off ice to on. Think for a minute, how do you control your edges? How do you trace a circle? It all comes down to basic skating, but basic skating comes down to basic body placement and alignment. And right now we're talking about the placement of the knee over the foot or toes. This is the wheel that drives the car. So in summary, when you work off ice with studio, really concentrate on your knee bend and where your knees are over the toes. When you're able to put on skates, repeat this. Concentrate on where your knee bend is over your toes. Use a mirror when you have one, but even more importantly, feel it in your own body, standing still and then with speed. Knees over toes. Balone or bounce, soft knees. Knees over toes, soft knees, continuous movement. Next podcast, hips over the knees, over the toes.